reports of Jared Haynes' next chapter and some Super Rugby on today's Splash. It's Thursday, Feb 15. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. And I'm joined by two esteemed rugby union journalists today. So what does that mean for Jared Hayne and his future? Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Welcome Sam Worthington and Christy Doran. Thanks for having us, mate. Yeah, very good afternoon, Philip. Christy, you uh, broke a bit of a, a bombshell yarn on the uh, Fox Sports website today involving one Jared Hayne, uh, and you're a rugby union writer. That's what I was trying to get at before. So what... Uh, should we now? We'll, we'll we'll say. Should we tease tease in that story? What can you tell me in one sentence? Jared Hayne contemplating uh, another return to the game they play in heaven. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Let's not use the D word anymore. It's just it's become too stale. I reckon. What do you reckon? The dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has been used a bit, but I mean, yeah, he, he has a lot of dreams. It's uh, can't can't fold him in for dreaming. But it he pro- loves his sleep. <laughs> probably probably has been a little bit overused in uh, in the media. But uh, hey, we've, we've got a dream. <laughs> Stop bringing him down. <laughs> All right, couple of quick headlines. Ben Simmons has recorded his sixth triple double of the season in the Philadelphia's comeback win over. The Miami Heat, Goran Dragic's Miami Heat, mind you. Uh, that places him one behind Magic Johnson, which would be second for triple doubles in a rookie season, generally. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, he scored 18 points, 12 uh, rebounds and 10 assists. Goran Dragic, the man who took his uh, spot in the, um, of course, the All-Stars. Uh, he didn't go quite as well. 18 points and just the four assists. Uh Young gun Moses Sully just uh, transferred from the Tigers to the Bulldogs. He's been sent home from training. Uh, he's arrived multiple times late to training. He's having uh, issues. They keep worsening. He's on that, of course, a very, a very lucrative three-year deal um, worth a touch over 400k a year. Uh, unbelievable. Of course, I think we, we're all aware now that there's going to be a state of origin match being played in Adelaide in 2020 uh, and some interesting analysis pieces coming off the back of that on the Fox Sports website. And then there was this uh, latest report on Jared Hayne linking him to a a rugby return um, because he's eyeing off the 2019 Rugby World Cup Christie. Yeah, so Jared, 29-year-old, I think he's got his 30th birthday tomorrow, but he's returned to the Parramatta Eagles, as many would know already, and for a one-year deal. Uh, So that will finish when the, well, the the final game of NRL season 2018 is on the 30th of September. So assuming if he was to to make a switch to, to rugby with an eye with the World Cup in 2019, gets underway on the 20th of September in Japan, he would have effectively one year to to get himself in order to, to learn the rules of rugby. He made a, what, a three-month appearance in Rugby Sevens back in 2016 when he went and wanted to have a run at the Olympics. And he got very close with, with Ben Ryan, the, the Fijian coach, looking at him, bringing him in camp, debuting him, and he made the, 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 the final kind of 
squad cut before missing out on the mm. the 12-man squad for, for the Rio game. So he came very, very close indeed to that and then returned to the Titans and, and now the Parramatta Eagles. So, yeah, had a, had a couple of conversations with, with a few people in with Fiji and rugby, the, the coach, John McKee, and their probably premier player, Namani Nadolo, who super rugby audiences would know a lot of because he's played for the Canterbury Crusaders and, and now he's at Montpellier. And the two of them uh, certainly seemed very interested in Hayne switching codes. So there are murmurs at this, and because I know interest from uh, sorry, the, uh, this kind of these kind of reports and and lines were denied by the Hayne camp, um, but you seem to have sources that can say that there's definitely a bit of interest there. Would you say? Oh, certainly. Look, when you when your star player says that. The entire Fijian camp has been talking about Jared Hayne coming over. Um, you, 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 Where there's smoke, there's fire. Generally speaking, you like to think there's a little bit of it anyway. And, and having seen Jared Hayne's career unfold, in particular the last four or five years, it, it's certainly with the, the time frame, the one-year deal, uh, with having pretty much achieved everything there is in rugby league, played in the NFL, it, it you know the dots are starting to add up. Sammy, do you reckon he's going to reveal his sources for us? Mate, I've been taking him out back and trying to trying to beat the <laughs> sources out of him, but he's revealing nothing. He's he's really doing a good job of keeping those sources close to his chest. But yeah, as Christy says, it, it, while people might roll their eyes and and um, think you know here we go, Jared, the, the latest dream. But yeah, I think uh, as Christy touched upon, it does add up um, from a timeline perspective and you can definitely see it as something that he'd want to do um you know the nfl that was a huge i guess global audience that he introduced himself to and, and i think he does sort of view himself in that way rather than just the somewhat insular world of the the nrl he'll, he'll view um the rugby world cup as just a, an amazing stage to, to to add another chapter to his career so um and, and he just loves playing for fiji as well he's done it um in, in rugby league and, and sevens now and he just you know raves about the the experience and obviously they've got a very uh, religious um, bent in the fijian team which he, he's big on as well so um he made a real impression when he went over there for the, that brief sevens flirtation and spent time in the islands and that they absolutely loved him over there instead of viewing him as, as a guy that was potentially taking their spots um they all knew about his exploits um, in league and, and the NFL as well, and, yeah. and um, he added a, a degree of professionalism to, to what they were doing as well, by all accounts. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think the the link's certainly very, very real. Uh, whether he's left himself enough time to actually make the World Cup, I've got uh, big doubts about because he hasn't played 15-a-side rugby at, at any mm. elite level, um, and. Yeah, clearly it's a pretty complicated game. The, the rule book is is pretty thick, and you know the easiest place to learn the game would be on the wing. Um, but Fiji is just blessed with um, literally dozens of, of of amazing athletes that that play on the wing. So I think uh, as Namani Nandolo um, said in Christie's story, fullback could potentially be the the spot that he looks at. Um, whereas kicking game and, and whatnot would be mm. be tested out. So a, a lot of water to go under the bridge. But yeah, I think the the link um, does make make sense and, and um, yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he, he gives it a crack I just, just wonder whether he's left himself enough time that's yeah all. well I think more NRL converts have um, made the Wallabies than haven't in the last yeah. you know decade or so so I, I could definitely see him making the switch and as you mentioned before I know everyone's probably rolling their eyes out there at this but I'm, I've gone full circle on this let's 
bring it on. Imagine having him and Semi Rajadra in the same lineup going into a World Cup pool match against the Aussies. How good would that be? Oh, I think it'd be it'd be great. It'd be great for the game. It'd be great for Fiji. Another hopefully step in the in the way to them being recognised for how great a country they are and, and how many players of, of like they they're an extremely gifted nation and um, they, they haven't necessarily succeeded. On, on the international stage at the World Cup, they've, they've made the quarters before, but they've they've never really been considered a, a top four, top five nation. So, having some extra star power to have Radradra Hain Hain's one state of origins, he's played in front of eighty, ninety thousand, and succeeded. I think uh, he would certainly add a lot, and that's that's exactly what Nandolo said in the piece and 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 told me that. Uh, Look, they've, they're blessed with a, a plethora of, of talent, particularly out wide, but having someone of, of Haynes' stature come across would, would just be huge. Us sporting fans, we're an entitled bunch these days. We can't just, uh, you know, be entertained by the same old stuff. It's got to be, you know, uh, Conor McGregor jumping in the boxing ring and, and all this complete madness. Uh, and here we go again. Normally it's money, you know, that makes these kind of bizarre things happen. It's, that's probably not... the um, necessarily going to be the case here, but uh, yeah, realistic opportunity. I, I like it. You're coming around on the idea, yeah. I mean, Definitely. It, it obviously would all hinge on whether a French or a Japanese club's willing to to throw a bit of cash at, at Hayne and take a punt on him. But I think he would be able. To, he's got the the sporting CV there um, that I think he'd certainly be able to stitch up a deal there. He's got a pretty big profile you know obviously bigger in Australia than he is overseas but he he does have a profile and you'd be able to sell tickets and, and merchandise I think uh you know on the back of the Hain plane yeah it was it wasn't that long ago that that Australian rugby was was considering the, the former CEO Bill Pulver was was interested in, in seeing what was what Hain was doing after mm. after making the seven switch but of course having represented Fiji at the Sevens, uh, World Series Sevens, he, he effectively ruled himself out of ever playing for the Wallabies. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess a lot of obviously hinge. He hasn't even pulled on the Parramatta Eels shirt again. We're already uh, talk, talking about this. But um, obviously a lot will hinge on how he goes back in the NRL. At the moment, he's getting a bit of a hard time because he's, you know, pre-season he hasn't turned up in great shape and he, he didn't have a great attitude by all accounts at the Titans last year. So, I mean, if things go well and the, he falls back in love with the Eels and then the fans get around him, maybe he'll, he'll decide, OK, I'll, I'll stick around here. But at the moment, um, you know, he's probably... You know, thinking it might not be a bad idea to, to, to get out of NRL landscape where he's getting getting kicked a bit at the moment. Stay tuned. As we sit here and record this podcast, the uh, snowboard cross is happening over in Pyeongchang over at the uh, Winter Olympics, including Alex uh, Pullen, of course, Chumpy. Chumpy. So make sure you jump on the Fox Sports website. Come where, on, Chumpy. Uh, we're doing daily live blogs of all the action over there tony harper our boss the digital national lead uh he's he's a he's a big snow sports fan and he's uh live blogging everything on on the website he's doing a great job so make sure everyone jumps online and even if you are at home you've got the day off and you're watching the action on the screen uh what uh tuning into the live blog at the same time is a great uh a great viewer experience so definitely recommend that now boys the Super Rugby season kicks off this week, weekend, and it's a sort of a bizarre one as well. We, we had the Rugby 10s last weekend um, and straight into it with a sort of a, a unique way to, to kickstart the season, Sammy. 
Yeah, Unique's probably been kind. It's, it's not great, <laughs> is it? And um, and Super Sansa is rightfully getting a hard time about you know this is this is how you kick off a competition. They with, just they just don't know with, how to how to uh, leverage off excitement, do yeah. they? By uh, putting two South African fixtures on in the opening round of the Super Rugby Comp. That's it. So we've got Stormers, Haguares and Lions, Sharks in the very, very early um, hours of Sunday morning Australian time. So that, that's an absolute... Prime time. That's an absolute fizzer for Australian <laughs> and, and New Zealand audiences. Uh, apparently the reason is because of the Brisbane 10s, you know, they had, yeah. to, they had to get that underway and that... That precludes um, the Aussie and New Zealand teams. They they need to have trial games this week to get up to speed. So it's all very messy, far from ideal. But uh, yeah, elite rugby is just around the corner. Um, the the Aussie and New Zealand teams are having trial games this week. The Brumbies and the Chiefs went at it mm. last night um, on the Sunshine Coast, and then tonight we've got the the Waratahs and the Rebels, and the Reds are playing a Fijian um, outfit as well. So yeah, just around the the corner, and the, of course a, stra- a slimmed down uh, Super Rugby. Uh, format with just four Australian teams and they're joined by the Sunwolves in the Australian Conference so it's not super simple but it is a a bit more simple than it was um, last year when you look at the draw so uh, the Aussie teams although a lot of pain from the the culling of the force when you look across the squads it has meant uh, consolidation of talent which was the whole the whole point so there is uh, I think Michael Hooper put it put it pretty well this week Um, no one's you know talking too big a game that they realize that they've a long way to go to to mix with the heavyweights, but there's a you know a, a quiet degree of optimism that they'll start you know tracking in the right uh, right direction with results this season. Just yeah, and back to the fixturing thing. Um, what was the logic? Was it thinking that oh let's have some rugby on every weekend you know leading in because you know when you're sort of going back and um, planning all this, wouldn't you recommend having a weekend off between the tens and the and the start of the season? Well, well, the other thing to consider here is that during the, the, the June test window, South Africa kick-start their, their campaign a, a week earlier than, uh, than, right. a, than Australia will too. So um, whilst we're having our final round of Super Rugby before that international break, they, they will well, start that earlier. It's a thankless job, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. The biggest issue in rugby is trying to sort out a, a global calendar, really, yeah, yeah. and and, um, and and you know, getting clear um, test and, and and club windows that work around the world. So that's a pretty big job. I do a roster for myself and Christy every week, and that's uh, tricky enough, let alone uh, <laughs> let, let alone what world rugby has to do. But yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to see uh, an avoidance of situations like this where you've. I mean, we've sort of talked about it this week do you do you try and actually hype up super rugby this week i, I don't think you can it's just no. um with with these two games so yeah ne- next week's when we'll we'll really get excited i guess about super rugby and how are you, uh, well, you that, that's not to say these this the weekend's <laughs> fixtures aren't exciting actually look if you're looking at the lions who last year made the final and hosted it so there are actually it's going to be Sorry, some, i'm playing some, bad cop you play good cop <laughs> there, there, will, there will be some good rugby uh on offer uh, it's just at a, at a ridiculous time frame which is one of the reasons why, as we all know, Super Rugby struggled for, for some years is the fact that half the matches or a third of the matches at the very least are played mm. when Australian and New Zealand audiences are sleeping. And, and so that is why Super Rugby come 2019-2020 when the new broadcast rights deal is going to be so interesting to see what direction South Africa take because they've really got to consider if they're going to join the Northern Hemisphere's European competitions mm. or indeed stick with Super Rugby and, and, and the Southern Hemisphere's competition because it will have huge ramifications and, and you could very well see in a few years' time South Africa go 
and and perhaps a Pacific Islands team join and the Western Force even come back. So uh, a very interesting year going ahead just for the future direction of Super Rugby. Well, so we'll save the the main uh, Super Rugby preview for next week, but uh, that might not even happen on the splash necessarily. You guys obviously do... Uh, the rugby podcast as well. Plan is to get that back up and going with Sean Maloney. Indeed, yeah, we'll uh, drag Sean downstairs uh, to the bunker and maybe even Stephen Halls and, and some special guests throughout the season. So, yeah, that will definitely kick back into life uh, next week. Sounds good. Uh, one Aussie team, who's your tip before we end this thing? Who, who's going to finish on top of the Aussie conference at the end of this uh, super season? Yeah, I think we're probably going to give the, the same answer here. I'm not too sure, Christy, but the Rebels, I think, for me, um, you can get mm. some pretty good good money on them still. But, yeah, I honestly reckon they're a, a pretty good chance of topping the Australian Conference. They've recruited phenomenally well. Uh, a lot of good good vibes, good energy uh, down there. From, from they're, they're sort of getting two clubs together, of course, with the Force and the Rebels, so it will take some time um, to merge. But they've got a great young coach in Dave Vessels um, who's appointed Adam Coleman as his captain, who I think will be a, a terrific leader. And then the likes of Will Guinea coming on board, Reese Hodge. Um, yeah, I think they could really um, give the Aussie Conference a nudge this season. Christy? You can't not agree with what Sam said there, but for the sakes of not wanting to to regurgitate that, I'm actually going to say that I reckon the Tars are a slight chance. You look at that back line and it's an international side, basically, their back line. The forward pack, they're obviously light. The tight five is pretty small. It's not particularly menacing in in Super Rugby, but particularly Test Football, you like to see a, a big pack. If they can muscle up and be aggressive, I reckon they'll uh, they'll go very close. Very interesting. Thanks for joining us today, boys. Happy days. Thanks, mate. And uh, make sure you jump on Twitter and follow them. What's your, what are your handles, lads? Uh, yeah, at Sam Worthington was uh, taken and um, at, at not wanting to sort of butt heads with By the, some blue ticked with, with the um, actor. Yeah, man. No, no, I don't think he's actually. Don't think the Avatar Man's actually on Twitter, but someone else got it. So I'm Sam Worthington, a whole town of <laughs> Sam Worthington. <laughs> Christy, uh, at Christy P. Doran. Oh, nice. nice and of course at Fox. Rugby, Fox Sports Rugby. Yeah, at at, at Fox Rugby or at yeah. Fox Rugby Live. There's uh, two accounts there to get to get around. Make sure you that make sure that's your your primary source uh, of rugby news as this Super Rugby season uh, kicks into gear. Um, and thanks everyone out there for tuning in today. Uh, continue the conversation with me on Twitter if you'd like at Phil underscore Prior. Thanks to our rugby guest today. That's a wrap.